about friends and how I met your mother. I'm David. I'm Natalie. How are you, Natalie? I'm good. It's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day. Absolutely gorgeous day. A little brisk, but a nice breeze. I guess that's... I don't think it's that brisk, but... I'm wearing a blanket, but... Yeah. But you're a a little lady, you know, a a big old fat person. (laughs) No, No, you're not. Um, yeah, it's been a nice weekend. We um, we went to the Renaissance Pleasure Fair yeah. yesterday. Yeah, we had some we had a barbecue pleasure. with friends. Yeah, um, we saw Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Yeah, which kicked ass. Great movie. Great movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's been a good weekend. We went to a new local watering hole. New to us, yeah. New to yeah, us. Yeah, new to us. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, we had a we really. Uh, suck the marrow out of our weekends don't we we sure do and we are going to our um pub trivia after this yeah that we go to on sunday nights yeah so yeah yep this is what it means to be childless and childless in our 40s (laughs) yeah (laughs) dual income what do we do dual income we're um did you hear that Mm -hmm. okay yeah okay we are um not not dildos. We don't have a large yeah. dog. Um, dinkwads. Dinkwads. Dual, Dual income, income, no, no kids, kids with, a, with dog. a dog. We're dinkwads. That's what we are. Yeah. Jealous listeners. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, if you don't know, this is a podcast in which we are watching the television, uh, the network television sitcoms Friends and How I Met Your Mother. Concurrently, we watch an episode of each each week and compare, contrast, recap. We have other sort of fun segments and stuff. Right now, we are on... Today we watched Season 5, Episode 3 of both shows. Season 5, Episode 3 of Friends is called The 100th. Mm-hmm. Season 5, Episode 3 of How I Met Your Mother is called Robin 101. Mm-hmm. But we're going to put a pin in Robin 101. Ouch. And we're going to start with Season 5, Episode 3 of Friends, The 100th. And this is, yeah, it's the 100th episode of Friends. Yeah. I imagine there was like a cool cake or something. That means we've gone through 100 episodes of this show. This is, you're right. This is our 100th wow. episode. Wow. I, that, I didn't think about that before. Yeah. yeah. It that just means now occurred to me. This is our 100th. Yeah. All right. Hey, how do you like that? I like it a lot. Wow. I like them apples. Friends and mothers, we've been on a journey uh-huh. together. Yeah. How do you think of that? <laughs> I know. We're not even halfway done. Uh, okay, so uh, this episode picks up pretty much where the last one left off. The last one they were all leaving for the hospital. This is them arriving at the hospital. Um, everyone's still in the same clothes. I was going to say, I like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, Monica and Chandler show up late because they were in a different cab, and obviously they what waited they and had sex before they got in the cab. Uh, Joey... <laughs> Joey has a weird story this episode. Mm-hmm. So Joey is like decided he's going to be the videographer of this birth. And he's like filming everything, um, including like an upskirt shot of yeah. Phoebe because it's like yeah. the before shot. Yeah, I hated that. It wasn't very funny. No. Um, but then Phoebe finds out that her doctor is not coming. Her doctor slipped in the shower and hit her head. And Phoebe says, what an idiot. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah, so, so then now Joey's 
continuing to to do the videographer thing uh and like narrating like it's like a nature documentary or something but yeah. then he it looks like he throws out his back that's what i thought at first that's what i thought yeah because he, he's like bending over and then suddenly his back hurts yeah um but we find out that's not what would happen but uh that's i'm getting ahead of myself the the fill-in doctor shows up and it's uh sam, sam anderson yeah. um who uh nerds like me know as bernard on lost but yeah. also holland manners from angel but also even before that he was um like the principal on forrest gump who That's like right. has sex with yeah for his mom yeah and in Forrest order to is get like, him into school yeah or whatever yeah. yeah um and he's like your mom sure does care about your schooling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. I, was, I always think of him as Holland Manners. Yeah. Um, he's in so many things. Yeah. Uh, in here, he's a doctor who loves Fonzie. Yeah. And talks about Fonzie all the time. Uh, introduces himself as, oh, and I love Fonzie. <laughs> yeah. And then he just leaves and everyone's weirded out by it. Yeah. Uh, Frank shows up. Alice was at her sister's or her Mom's, mother's yeah. her mother's in delaware so yeah. she's coming as fast as she can but frank shows up at the hospital um rachel's flirting with 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 nurses male nurses get you right out of the gutter joey uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh has uh secured her and monica a double date which is yeah. obviously a problem for monica because she's like sort of seeing chandler but she can't say that because they're keeping it on the dl mm-hmm um uh so uh <laughs> dr uh holland manners aka bernard aka forrest comes principal um <laughs> is uh checking in with phoebe and says fonzie dated triplets which I thought was pretty funny yeah um chandler sort of not confronts Chandler talks to Monica and he's trying to downplay that he's hurt. So he says like, Oh, we're just goofing off. Yeah. Yeah. And Monica's like bothered by that. So she's like, maybe I will go out with this nurse. Um, uh, meanwhile, Joey's back is still hurting. We don't know what it is yet. Uh, uh, I can't. Try, he tries to steal a wheelchair. That's from right. An elderly yeah. Man. He, he comes in with like some balloons or something, and then like ah, it hurts. So yeah, he says, "Get out, get out of the wheelchair, or get up." Um, I can't remember. I think it was Rachel or someone like sought out another doctor to replace Doctor Fonzie. Ross did. Uh, Ross did, and um, Phoebe likes this guy even less because he looks like he's about twelve or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, finally, Joey finds out he has kidney stones from uh another doctor in the hospital played by iqbal Thiba, who yeah. was uh i know him as the principal on glee but okay. you weren't a, you weren't a, a glee stuff, yeah should we look him up uh yeah yeah um yeah you weren't you were not into into glee like i was um but i wasn't i mean i didn't actively like try not to watch it i just didn't no yeah uh Trying to see what else. One episode of Never Have I Ever in season one. Okay. Uh, which I think I remember. Wasn't he the one who was... There was some joke. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm getting characters confused. But wasn't there a joke in season one about how Indian Americans are always like looking to buy fountains for their yards or backyards <laughs> or whatever? And then he is like... 
gets a ride to Home Depot from um, whatever you would call it, whatever their like religious service is, because he wants to check out some fountains. Um, I think you, that's him. You have a great memory. I don't remember that, but that is funny. I have a great memory for some things and not at all for others. Yes, that's true. Um, yeah, Glee is the main thing that's coming up. Oh, three episodes of Community. I can't remember if okay. you were a you were a Community person. I, watched, I, I didn't I watched watch it that here and there. Yeah. Um, okay. So that's Iqbal Thiba. Uh, so the back in the other room, Phoebe is alone with Rachel and tells Rachel that she wants to keep one of the babies yeah. and is serious about it. Yeah. And Rachel argues against that. Like you can't do that. I mean, um, this is this is a. Um, I don't want to interrupt your recap, but no, this is I such do it a, to you all the time. a switcheroo of like. One of them saying something absurd and the other talking them down. You're right. Because this is Rachel saying, I'm going to go stop the wedding. And he's yeah. like, no, you can't. And it's a very similar, like, you you just said something yeah. outrageous and I'm going to try to bring you down to. Yeah. But are Earth. we, ta- I mean, I, I took this to be that, like, the current situation, both, like, emotionally, also mentally and physically, like, all these things yeah. is causing Phoebe to act irrational. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because in a normal situation, she would know that this is not, you can't ask I mean, to keep one of the babies. I mean, know that she has, like, wacky ideas, but this one seems... Yeah. So Rachel uh, argues against it. Back in the other room, Dr. Doctor Principal Figgins from Glee uh, is telling Joey he has kitty stones, and, and here are the options. You know, it's too close to the bladder for us to do the one thing, but so we either wait till you pass it or... Uh, go up the urethra which joey objects to before he even knows what a urethra is yeah and then also there's that like weird tv thing of like monica has to whisper in his ear what her urethra is like yeah. <laughs> i mean like, that's just it seems so tv ish because yeah. in real life she would just tell him yeah anyway uh or, like he would like understand through context clues <laughs> like <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh <laughs> There's a funny bit in the other room where Rachel is like trying to be like be conversational with Dr. Fonzie Lover and says she likes Mork and he like literally drops his clipboard. Like, yeah. Uh Fonzie met Mork. Mork froze Fonzie. <laughs> um uh then we finally meet one of these the uh the the nurse who Rachel is set up with Monica and it's Patrick Fabian from yeah. Better Call Saul. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Howard Hamlin. Howard Hamlin from Better Call Saul. Um, yeah, but he was also on um, Saved by the Bell. He's been on a lot of okay. things. Okay. Well, yeah, I. Um, he was like a hot substitute teacher, and all the girls in Saved by the Bell had the hots for him. I think that's who he played. Okay. On Saved by the Bell. Okay. Um. I just know, like, I mean. Obviously, I love him as Howard on Better Call Saul, but I also know that he and Ray Seahorn were the two who were present when Bob Odenkirk had his heart attack on set. And so he was, like, actually there. Because we saw... um, You and I went to the HCA TV Awards last August, right? And Bob Odenkirk, like, specifically thanked Patrick and Ray for keeping his head from hitting the concrete floor. Like, that's Ugh. that's how close they were when it happened. So, uh, Patrick Fabian, yeah. Good actor and hero. Um, Chandler doesn't see it that way, though. Chandler says that being a male nurse is girly. Just like, Childish. Yeah, but, like, obviously was still... I mean, even after this, there's, like, meet the parents, where the whole, like, 
half the joke of Ben Stiller's like character is that he's a nurse, you know? That's like so like retrograde. Like, yeah. I, just that, I remember like, watching Eat the Parents in what, 2000 and thinking like, yeah. really? That's not a big deal. That's like, um, it's my lady attorney. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? It's just funny to like. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's going like this is going way back, but like um, the first time, the first time uh, Joan Rivers was on Carson, uh, she was introduced as girl writer <laughs> Joan oh Rivers. Because <laughs> yeah. like that was what was interesting about her that she was like a girl who writes. Meanwhile, she was like a grown woman at the yeah. time too. Uh, anyway, so yeah, the male nurse thing is like, I don't know, the 90s is too late for that. Totally. Yeah. So, uh, Joey's in a ton of pain trying to pass the kidney stone. Meanwhile, Rachel actually does try to talk to Frank about the idea of Phoebe taking one, but like, doesn't even get like, because yeah. she's, she's like, three babies, that's, Seems that's like a lot. Kind of a lot. Not for me. And then okay. she's like, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, then, so, okay. They're, they're, Phoebe's really going into, like, full-on labor now. So everyone but the father has to leave. It's just So it's just Dr. Fonzie, the nurse, uh, uh, Frank, and, and Phoebes. Um, and so, like, uh, she's, they're like, Push and then Doctor Principal Figgins from Glee is like push to Joey about like passing the kidney stones. Right. It cuts back and forth, which is so funny. Um, then there's a joke here that I realized like I, I don't think I'd ever seen, but I knew this joke was coming. It's, it's just been talked about um, when the first baby is born and Frank runs out to the lobby. Is that in your funniest moments? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about it later. But I realized as soon as it happened, I was like, oh. I knew you about knew this, this joke. Okay. I, I haven't seen it, but I, I knew this joke. Huh. Anyway, um, so then there's a second. The second baby comes out, and then, uh, so it's Frank Jr. is the first one, then Leslie, mm -hmm. and then it's supposed to be the second boy, yeah. but it comes out, and it's a girl, um, and that's that was when they were naming Chandler. Um, so we'll get more into that later. Mm -hmm. Um, then once all the babies are born, Alice arrives and Frank and Alice immediately start making out. Yeah. <laughs> Even before she wants to see her babies, yeah. they start making out. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Principal Figgins from Glee, um, gives Joey his kidney stones. Yeah. Um, which I've thankfully never had kidney stones. I, I don't want to name anybody, but I have a close friend who has like had kidney stone problems it's happened to him multiple times in his life and it's just like every once in a while it's just like uh oh here we go again like he just has yeah. a predilection toward kidney stones and it seems incredibly painful but i never asked him if he kept them yeah um uh they're like so tight like just like sand like little specks yeah um i had gallstones okay multiple times and they took out they just took the gallbladder right out okay and I, I did tried, you get to keep it? I tried to keep it. Yeah. I asked to keep it, and they said no. And I said, "Why not? It's mine." Yeah. Give it back to me. Yeah. And she took a pic. The doctor took a picture of it, 
with you? No. <laughs> like, yeah, I, would, no, I want like, you to be holding it in the in picture. A, in a jar. She took a picture of it, and I was like, that looks like a bloody tampon. And the yeah. doctor's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it kind of does. Um, so if, if anyone's interested in what your gallbladder looks like, it looks like a bloody tampon. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Meanwhile, Chandler and Monica kind of make up, and it's, a, again, a cute scene. These two have chemistry. A lot of it is coming from Courtney Cox, just, like, they're, they're just cute together. Killing it, yeah. Yeah, and especially Monica is, Monica is cuter with Rachel than she's ever been on the show before. Monica is cuter with Rachel? With Rachel, with Chandler. With Chandler, I mean. yeah. Sorry, I still, I still got all the characters' names mixed up. But isn't she, like, there's something about her, like, she, he clearly makes her happy in ways that she, like, didn't see coming and she's not used to men making her happy. I think so she's she... like fun instead of being just like controlling yeah. Monica. She's like having fun. Yeah. And that's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love Courtney Cox's performance there. Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, and then the end, the end scene here is uh, Phoebe asks to be alone with the three babies and, and she has a, a really cute little scene with them and she says seems like yesterday i was talking to that little petri dish which we actually saw yeah uh, not yesterday but fairly recently for us because we're watching at, at a faster rate than the yeah. show aired uh but then you know so she sort of says like it's not goodbye because she's still going to be in their lives but it's still a goodbye because they've left her body yeah. um and then the baby starts crying one of the babies starts crying and then phoebe starts crying it's a very cute end to the episode mm-hmm. um and the tag at the end is uh, um, they're all all in there with the babies, and, and, and Frank tells Chandler they're still going to name the girl Chandler. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, did you have any other stray observations, Sh- or should we move on to funniest moments? Let's move on to funniest moments. Okay. There's a, there's, there's a few of them, actually. Yes. Um, but uh, Frank says... <laughs> Alice isn't here, but I'm going to be your partner, your support. She told me all about the La Mazda classes. <laughs> yeah. Um, we already talked about this, so let's just get this part over with. When um, the gang is waiting in the waiting room and Frank Jr. runs out. Yeah. Um, when was born? Or we have a girl? And Rachel says, how does, how does it look? So gross. <laughs> and then he runs back and then in. He runs back in. Yeah, it was very funny. I don't like. I just. I was like, someone told me about that joke before because it's very funny. Yeah. I, I knew it. Um, and babies do look gross when they're first born. Yeah, and I like that the show didn't pretend that they didn't. Yeah. Like they like caked them in fake blood. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, I thought it was <laughs> very funny when Phoebe was complaining about the Fonzie doctor yeah. and, and Ross is like. Well, to be clear, he yeah. doesn't think he's Fonzie. Yeah. He's like, yeah. She's like, I, shut up. I had that too, because she's like, I don't want the doctor to tell me I'm dilated Amundo. Oh, yeah. And then Ross seeks out this doctor who has no opinion of Happy Days or any of the cast. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Ross is like a the well actually guy. Yeah, yeah. Which is not a surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or what, what's, what, what else do you have? Um... The doctor who's on Glee, I like how he like just keeps repeating kidney stones. Kidney stones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the repetition makes it funny. Yeah. Um I thought 
it was it was funny how mean Phoebe was to the like boyish doctor, just like Hi, just grade, shushing him. And, Hi, what grade are you going into? Yeah, but then it, once he starts talking, she's like, Shh, "Shut up!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What else you got? I got a couple. I got a couple more. Um. Yeah. Just like the um. Like Joey birthing kidney stones and looking at them adoringly. <laughs> yeah, There's three Ross, of yeah. them, so it just mimics yeah. the whole birth. Yeah, that's true. Um. When when they all have to leave the room, uh, Nurse uh, Harry from Better Call Saul says, "Bye, Monica." And Shannon goes, "Bye, man, man, man." Yeah. <laughs> He's probably like, "What the fuck is wrong with yeah. that guy?" Um, I have more. Okay, go. I I'm torn about this because I hate, as we were just talking about with the like male nurse thing. Yeah. I hate the like sexist stuff on the show, but the way that Frank kept repeating Chandler's a girl Chandler's a girl and how clearly uncomfortable it was making Chandler yeah. I did think it was funny yeah. and he's like I'm flashing back to kindergarten or something yeah um, uh, yeah I, I thought that was pretty funny no I didn't necessarily think this was as funny as it was supposed to be but Joey um, having the ability to make anything sound dirty oh like, right yeah grandma's chicken sandwiches <laughs> yeah but like he says there's always room for jello it's yeah. like the first thing yeah but like that doesn't seem like a stretch because like like lady like jello wrestling is like a real thing yeah Yeah. um my last one which i thought was very funny was after the birth this is like the very end when rachel asks phoebe's if it's is it as painful as they say and phoebe's like yeah you couldn't take it yeah (laughs) um should we close that window for audio purposes no okay our listeners notice yeah well now you've called even more attention to it. Yeah. Anyway, um, no, to get too stuffy in here. Okay. Okay. Uh, friends, but make it fashion. Um, oh, Frank Jr. He's always going to be. Anytime he shows up, he's yeah. going to be on the list. He yeah. knows how to dress. It was like a like a seventies pattern collar shirt. Yeah, probably polyester short sleeve and corduroy yeah. pants. Yeah. He. I mean, he's just so handsome. Yeah. Yeah. So stylish. Yeah, he really always is. Uh, yeah, so we had the same thing. I also liked Phoebe's pigtails, which I think she had in the last episode, too. But Yeah, I give them props. It's not a props, but like she looked like she just gave birth. You huh. know, like she had no makeup. Her hair was like sweaty and, you know, yeah. like they didn't do the like fake TV show yeah. delivery, you yeah. know? Yeah, What's under the umbrella? I've got... Um, <clears throat> Joey being a creep to his female friends. Yes, I got that too. Um, Chandler not being masculine enough and, you know, trying to be masculine. Um, We talked about um, nurse men. Yep. Yep. Um, Yeah, that's all I have. Well, then, should we take a quick break? Yes. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
And we're back. Uh, hopefully you actually heard an ad there. Uh, um, oh, that's right. I didn't uh, get the correspondence ready for later. I'll do that now. So uh, we're back and we're ready to talk about How I Met Your Mother, Season 5, Episode 3, Robin 101. Uh, now, take it away. Okay. So Ted is talking to his kids and he starts off by saying, um, your Uncle Barney has been called a lot of names in his life. And then we see kind of like a montage of like him being called like asshole and idiot and like being slapped. Yeah. Um, but the strangest thing he's ever been called is Robin's boyfriend. Yeah. So Robin is kind of having some issues of him. Um, just strange behavior patterns. Like she wakes up at four in the morning and he's like, trying to put on clothes and sneak out. Like he, it's so like instinctual to have like a one night stand and try to sneak yeah. out. Yeah. Um, and he's like talking in his sleep and just like being strange. Um, so Robin deduces that he is cheating on her. Um, so Ted starts out by giving, trying to give Barney like a, like a pep talk. Um, but they soon realize that they need to have a more in-depth lesson. We'll get to that later. Meanwhile, Marshall unearths a barrel he <laughs> named Mabel. Yes. That he had to get rid of because um, Lily had a barrel allergy. <laughs> what, what? Barrel resin allergy. Barrel yeah. resin allergy. Um, not really, obviously. She just hates the barrel. But uh, what I thought of here... Because uh, I um, I used to live in Chicago, which is not New York, but is more similar to New York than Los Angeles is. And, um, yeah, Marshall found the barrel in the basement storage area, and uh, Robin didn't know they had that. But that is, like, I had that in multiple apartments. Not every apartment lived in Chicago, but at least two of them. The rental of the apartment did come with a designated basement storage area. Mm -hmm. And it would be, like, in the... The I guess the last building I lived in, it was um, a huge building, and so you'd walk into the basement area, and it was just like uh, it, it was like they took a big empty room and then used chain link fences, floor to ceiling, mm. with doors, so like you could see everyone's shit, <laughs> but yeah. you only could you Access. only had the key or yeah. the code to yours. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I had forgotten about basement storage areas. So I don't think that's because well, LA doesn't really have basements we have a crawl space yeah but we're not renters anymore yeah have you ever at a place you rented had a designated storage space uh no yeah we in san francisco we had like a shared space and it was just kind of communal yeah underneath the property yeah our our the last apartment you and i lived in had for each like parking spot it had what looked like it should be but the landlady was like no that's mine <laughs> you weren't we did keep stuff in there and she like but some didn't want us some to. of our neighbors did pay oh they did pay for them. that yeah yeah of course we were not given that nope because she didn't like us opportunity um so uh marshall knows that he can't bring mabel back because of lily's resin allergy so he's going to put it in the bermuda triangle which is basically just the curb and like things get snatched up real quick like in any city if you put something on the curb it's going to be gone yeah immediately this is when i when i when, when i we came up with the idea of this 
podcast, one of my major things for why I'd always liked How I Met Your Mother and assumed I didn't like Friends is because of stuff like that. That that's such a like a specific like it's so true to living in a city in your 20s or I guess early 30s in their case, like the idea of just putting something out on a curb. Yeah. And I feel like a show like Friends, as good as it is, I, I often get the impression that it is written by people who are considerably older than the characters mm-hmm. and have a different set of life experiences. And How I Met Your Mother having things, just having touches like, I'm going to take this thing out to the curb and someone's going to take it mm-hmm. is is knowledgeable it's i think it's something that is very true of city life yeah. that people wouldn't necessarily think of if they didn't know that right and so i i, I like that uh verisimilitude i guess yes but um <laughs> but the speed with which the like other things were taken was like comically yeah. quick yeah um oh there's like a there's like a bit about ted like when um when uh, Barney is like having issues about not knowing Robin. Uh, Ted repeats bowl over and over again, and we get like a little like <laughs> joke about it's called semantic satiation. And I listened to a, a podcast oh. about it. It's like the psychological phenomenon of like when you say a word over and over again, it loses all meaning and yeah. then it eventually comes back. But um, yeah, we'll get we'll also get there later. Okay, yeah, because it was um, good. Yeah, but yeah, it was funny. They're also drinking, I was going to say props to the props department, but it's really more like props to the, I don't know, consumer products or whatever. They're drinking Red Hook Ale, oh, which is... Oh, I didn't clock that. Red, Red Hook uh, ESB is specifically the, the flavor of, or the uh, product they're drinking, and that's a yeah, that's a real beer, and <laughs> they were really using that, and I think, I wonder if Red Hook paid for that, because it did seem, that did seem huh. conspicuously turned toward the camera. Okay, that's funny. Um... Okay, so Robin and Lily are going to um, have, like, a girls' night, but she's she's still, like, consumed by this idea that Barney's cheating on her, yeah. so she takes a mallet to his briefcase <laughs> yeah. and finds a composition book. I thought that was, like, a funny joke, because at first she's like, I'm sure Ted has a sledgehammer around here somewhere, and then, like, Lily talks about it, or seems to talk about yeah. it, and then she, like, leaves the frame and comes back, oh, I guess Ted did have a sledgehammer. And it was, it was like, just so quick that she yeah. sledgehammers this um, briefcase. Yeah, it pops right open. It pops right open. She finds a composition book, and it's basically, like, lessons about Robin. And um, we're learning that... Um, Ted is taking these lessons to a whole nother level and he brings um, Barney to his classroom where he teaches architecture 101 and he's yeah. doing Robin 101 yeah. to just a classroom of Barney who's a terrible student. Yeah. <laughs> he has um, ADHD, I guess. Well, he has AD. I forget that. Yeah. yeah. That's a so, funny joke. Yeah. Um, he also falls asleep in class, which I had a problem with doing when I was a high schooler uh, or even a middle schooler. I often would fall asleep after lunch uh, until my drama teacher let me bring in a coffee maker, like a percolator. Mm. And I would, during Fellas, my lunch... What's that? Don't drink the coffee. <laughs> There's a fish I, in the percolator. I can't hear a percolator without yeah. thinking of David Lynch. Um, and I would uh, eat my lunch in the drama room uh, and then make myself a cup of coffee, and that would... would finally got me to stay awake through my afternoon classes but i had this reminds me i had a 
eighth grade math teacher, I think it was math, who uh, she had like a whiteboard instead of a chalkboard, which was like still kind of a new thing back in this is like probably like 96 or whatever okay. 95 like most of the, most classrooms this is your experience too had actual chalkboards yes. um but uh i went to seventh grade in a new edition of the mm. of the middle school that had been added on it was all like state-of-the-art and so it, anyway this isn't the point uh, i mean i mean maybe eighth grade anyway in any case the point is that she had the markers for a dry erase board. And when people fell asleep in class, she would <laughs> throw them at them. Oh. <laughs> Which, like, at the time was, like, a funny, like, quirky thing. When I look, think back on it, I'm like, teachers aren't supposed to be throwing shit no, at kids. No, <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely not. They did things differently back then, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Um, okay, so these classes, Robin 101 classes... Um, he Ted is teaching Barney valuable lessons like um, don't cry in front of her four times. Yeah. Um, and then what certain looks mean. So like vacant eyes means like she's hungry or nauseous. Yeah. Um, uh, also, like this is what to look for. Oh, there's like the secret erogenous zones, which I thought was really creepy. Yeah. Um. Let's see. And then the most important facial expression, um, you should run. And it's like a flared nostrils, like big, intense eyes. Yeah. And then they're discussing ways to distract and diffuse the bomb. Right. And you can diffuse the bomb by talking about um, the Vancouver Canucks. Specifically the 2004 playoffs. Um, cleaning and maintaining your guns. Yeah. And then... <laughs> Emperor penguins. Yeah, more on we'll that later. We'll get to that later. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, and then it all goes um, back to um, what Robin, all she wants to hear in life is six words from her father. Yeah. Which is, I guess, kind of funny, but also kind of sad. But the six words in particular are funny. Robin, I'm proud of you, eh? Yeah. <laughs> um, but Barney says it like, just Robin, I'm proud of you, eh? Yeah. So she just wants to. Hear <laughs> Do you know this. how do you spell Canada in Canadian? Um. C a n a t a. Come on. <laughs> um. So they're do like they're continuing this classroom, um, these classroom shenanigans, um, and then they do like a little like dead poet society, or like Barney like jumps up on the table and does like Oh Captain, my Captain. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, okay. Um, Lily and Robin are like, oh, um, we could see that the classroom, is, the class is at 615. Let's go crash the class. So, yeah. um, Marshall and Lily and Robin are like standing in the back of the class and she's angry and she makes that expression that they were yeah. talking about <clears throat> and they both get very scared. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Um, uh, oh, there's a there's another student who's auditing the classroom, Shin, Shinya. Shinya, yeah. And he's participating in... Um, Role-playing. Role-playing. They, they made him pretend to be Robin. <laughs> he had to wear a wig. <laughs> and, like, meanwhile, he's kind of, like, falling in love with Robin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He refers to himself as Shin-Shin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Robin is, like, 
so pissed at both of them and feels violated. And um, then we're at McLaren's and Ted is apologizing um, and feels really bad um, in his own way. And then Ted and Robin talk and he says, you know, I don't know if this is uh, meant to be or whatever, but... I've never seen him like try so hard to understand a woman before. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, She's still kind of pissed. And then Barney goes and sits on the stoop alone. And then Robin comes out and, oh, I should have said before, like one of the lessons that Ted teaches Barney is that like certain things she says has different meanings. So you're an idiot means... I love you, yeah. and I love you means she's already trying to figure out ways to break up with you. <laughs> yeah. So on the stoop, um, Robin tells Barney, you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a sweet moment I forgot where um, Robin and Ted are talking, and like she's like, it's kind of sweet how well you know me, even though this was like a terrible violation of my privacy. Also, like I lied about the erogenous zones. We were like it was early in our dating, and I was trying to like make you happy yeah um yeah don't do that don't do that you're, yeah because you're then like you're getting you're, what for the rest of the relationship you're gonna pretend that your left knee is an erogenous zone yeah yeah um so yeah that's that's how we oh okay no we end the final tag at the end um it's ted's actual architecture class i saw this coming like a mile away where in the slides of like different <laughs> buildings there's one of Robin drinking beer on the toilet. Yeah. Uh, yep. Um, my only other... Are you done? Uh, yeah. My only other thing I was just going to ask, inspired by Marshall's barrel that Lily hates. Oh, I forgot about that part. So Marshall's spying on the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> yeah. At one point, like a dog comes and pees on it. On the barrel, yeah. And Marshall's so hurt that no one snatches it up right away. And then... Uh, uh, Barney puts the uh, oh puts the, the, the notes composition book yeah. on top of there, and Robin's like, "That has like my home address and my yeah. work address. <laughs> yeah. Like that's kind of dangerous." Yeah. So we'll no, that, see what happens. That, that was actually funny because she was like, "I think it has my home address," and Barney's like, "And work address." <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then it disappears too. Yeah. yeah. So maybe that'll come up later. Who knows? Um, no, inspired by the barrel, I was going to say, "Do you have?" Is there anything that I had when I lived alone that you were like, that's not coming into the house? There, were, there were quite a few things. That didn't come, but anything that yeah. you would like hated? Huh. Hmm. I mean, you you didn't like my old shelves. And you made me get new shelves, mm-hmm. which we still have. They're in the, in the garage now. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't think... Uh, but yeah, this is of course the barrel is the, the same the the famous version from fiction is uh in When Harry Met Sally, Bruno Kirby's character has a coffee table made from a wagon wheel oh, that he yeah. loves and yeah. Carrie Fisher hates it. Yeah. Uh, and Billy Crystal like wants to be on his side but kinda has to admit that it's ugly. Yeah. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah, that is a great movie. Yeah. Is there anything of mine that you don't like? No. Nope. Nope. Okay. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay. 
I'll let you know if I think of anything. Okay. Uh, are we moving on to funniest moments? Yes. Um, uh, well, you go first. <laughs> okay. Um, I love the... Um, <laughs> I loved how delighted that Robin is of Emperor Penguins because they bow um, before they mate. <laughs> Mr. Penguin, Mrs. Penguin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll go chronologically through the show. I liked ADHD Barney. Um, he doesn't want to pay attention in class, and he says, can we use the chalk to draw boobs on the chalkboard? Which is funny, but then Ted's like, we, we already, already did, did that. that. And then he goes, no, like really big boobs. <laughs> Yeah, and, like, this is a college professor. Imagine if, like, a student walked in and you saw your professor drawing giant boobs on the chalkboard. Yeah. Um, but also along those same lines, when Ted is talking about Barney, like, i got to get through to this yes, kid. Yes, that was my next one. i got to find a way to reach this kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, then my next one is, we already hinted at it, but just, like, the the slideshow that Ted had and just, like... Yeah. Just thinking about how he got all these pictures of Robin, like yeah. drinking on the toilet or falling asleep on the hood of a cab yeah. or all these things, like was very funny. Uh, um, and I didn't see the one coming like you did uh, in when he was teaching his actual class yeah. and she's drinking beer on the toilet. I, I, it made me laugh every time. Um, also, like the text art for Cover Hog. <laughs> yeah. Like, how Robin is a... Swirls out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, okay, well, then you left me with... Oh, I have one more. So do I, but it's my turn now. Okay. You just did cover hug. Because okay. I want to take this one because I'm pretty sure it's yours, I think, because we both laughed really hard, when Robin and Marshall and Lily come to the class and Ted's mid-thing and he says, mid-lesson, and he says, do you have any questions? And Robin goes, I've got one. And, and Ted goes, yes, Robin. And then he and Barney both go... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was very funny. Um, and then just the idea that um, uh, you can just detract, distract Robin by offering her a butterscotch, which is Canadian chocolate. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Canadian listeners, uh, how much of what they say about Robin do you identify with? Yeah. And how much are you offended by? Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Um are we moving on to friends, but make it fashion. Uh, yeah, I have nothing. I mean, listeners will know that I disagree with any of these outfit choices for the women on this show. Generally, is pretty bad. Yeah. Um. Uh, I I liked both of Ted's like young professor looks. He he wears yeah. he wears like a tweed corduroy jacket. No, he wears a tweed jacket, I think, in the first... We see two lessons. So in the first one we see, he's wearing a tweed jacket. And then the one where he gets confronted, he's wearing, like, a dark blue, almost purplish, like... It's plaid, but, like, a very subtle color-wise plaid. Like, from a distance, it might look like it was just a one-color jacket, but it's plaid when you get closer. And both times, I think he's wearing them with blue jeans and a shirt that is tucked in, but with no tie. Mm -hmm. Which is, like... Yeah, I feel like that's the mid-aughts version of the professor look. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he looks nice. Um, uh, then let's move on to 
Under what's umbrella? under the what's under the umbrella? Uh, I get to start with okay. with this. Um, obviously, Gun Nut Robin comes up again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked. I always love when this happens. Um, early in the class, Barney gives Ted a thumbs down and then says, yeah. "Can I turn it up for you?" And turns it upside down. But then Bob Saget, Ted said that might not have been a thumbs yeah. thumb, kids. Yeah. So I was like that, like reminder that we're seeing a version of it, <clears throat> and then it pays off at the very end when Marshall is watching. Barney and Robin on the stoop and he tells them to get away from the barrel and they both give him a thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah. I loved that. That, I put that down too. Yeah. Like telling the kids a different story. Yeah. uh, Like a watered down version of the truth, like with the bong and the the sandwiches. Yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, Also, you know, just a little tinge of fat phobia when Marshall like wants to, um, I guess the girls are like annoyed with him. And then he says, do you two ladies lose weight? Oh, right. Yeah. To kind of like sweeten the deal. Yeah. Um, oh, you have another one? No. Okay. Um, also, Robin, when she suspects Barney is cheating on her, she assumes <clears throat> that the person is a dumb skank. Oh, yeah. Which is very Robin. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like she's angry and she wants to imagine the worst possible person, you know? Yeah. Because she wants somewhere to put her anger. Yeah. But yeah. Is that it? Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, um, I wrote down. So let's move on to similarities. Okay. I know you, I'm sure you have some because you're good at this. I have a couple. One I wrote down, but I already forgot. Who do, whom does Phoebe call an idiot? Is it Ross when he's defending the doctor? Um, no. She calls the doctor an idiot for falling in the shower. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so, yeah, she said, what an idiot. And so, Robin says, yeah. you're an idiot. Yeah. Meaning I love you. So maybe Phoebe loves this doctor. Yeah. Um, yes, I, I had that one. Also, this is not a similarity necessarily, but um, when the the young doctor is brought into the delivery room she calls him Doogie, which is... Oh, my gosh. Yeah. How did I not... Yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Which is NPH. So it's kind of like yeah. a funny bit of similarity. Um, another similarity, both shows uh, have some, I would say, regressive ideas of masculinity. You know, obviously, we talked about it a lot with friends and the male nurse and, and Chandler, the girl being named Chandler and all that stuff. Yes. But uh, obviously you've also on how many really got Ted being like, don't cry in front of Robin. Yeah. Which at least I think the difference is there that the, I think that's the show making a joke about Robin. Yeah. Like, I don't think how I met your mother is doing the friends thing or if yeah, the friends thing of like saying like effeminate behavior from a man is, is something to be ashamed of. I think what it's saying is Robin doesn't like it. But also Ted, cried four times on one date which is like that's that's a lot for anyone yeah um we talked about semantic satiation but we get from both episodes the kidney stone kidney stones kidney stones kidney stones and bowls 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 yeah that's very funny um also um 
Phoebe gives the triplets little high fives. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a little finger. Yeah, yeah. very cute. Um, also, cr- just crying in general. So Robin was crying about having a bad day, and Phoebe's crying when she is having a heart to heart with the yeah with the babes. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's play favorites. It's time to play favorites. Okay. Three, two, one. How friends. I Met Your Mother. <laughs> Typical. Yeah. They're both good episodes. Yeah. Uh, I just, I found this How I Met Your Mother very funny. Yeah. Uh, and I, But I also, I, I had a lot of funny stuff for the Friends, too, so I think this is just about personal preference. This was a big Friends episode. Lots of fun guest stars. I like that. Yeah, it's, I think this is something that... Um, has been the case with me, and maybe it's my bias, but maybe it's just, like I said, personal preference. The the big milestone episodes of How I Met Your Mother I like more than the big milestone episodes of Friends. You know? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not as moved by the, like, he's your lobster thing. Okay. But the three-minute date between Ted and Stella, yeah, that's I love it. Yeah. You know? So it just works on me in different ways, you know? Yeah. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's catch up on our correspondence, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we've got Jackson. Well, first Jackson said, "Sorry, I haven't been ca- hashtag catching up on our correspondence much <laughs> lately. It's been a weird couple months." Signed, your favorite mystery diner. I didn't. <laughs> you are our favorite mystery <laughs> yeah. diner. Uh, Jackson, I mean, we just heard from you last week, and uh, and we're about to hear more from from Jackson. Jackson also says. Uh, oh, wait, shit. No, that's about Battleship Retention. But uh, he also asked me, I don't think this is meant to be. Uh, they. I did it again. They asked me, uh, and I don't think this was even meant to be on the show, but uh, Jackson asked, how would I feel about uh, coming onto his podcast with his mom to talk about Legend of the Guardians, the Owls of Gahul? Um, I would absolutely love to talk about Legend of the Guardians, the Owls of Gahul, which is um, uh, probably Zack Snyder's best movie. <laughs> Um, and which you have never seen when I suggested we go see it you uh, you couldn't even believe that I wanted to see Legend of the Guardians the Oz of Gahul you said I I, like clowned on you as you were watching it because it was so no do you remember what you said when I I, even before that when I suggested going to see it in the theater because I didn't end up seeing it until it was like on demand or whatever in the theater I do remember I can't remember you said uh, you said something like I'll see you in hell before I see that movie. And then, like, so you're telling me of all the movies. Who do you think I am if you think I want to see that movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're uh, telling me yeah. you're going to pay? Uh, but then I saw it, and I uh, loved it in a way that is somewhat mocking, but also, yeah. like, it's it's a crazy movie. That I it's cut like, bits and pieces. Because, I, I mean, it's a kid's movie, but it also, like, involves owls, like, coughing up, like, the food pellets like yeah. real owls do. Yeah. And then there's a part where owls are learning to be blacksmiths, and it's set to a song that goes, and you take to the sky. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yes, Jackson, I would love to talk about Legend of the Guardians, the Oz of Gahul with you and your mom. Maybe I can talk Natalie into watching the movie and joining... I pray that this podcast <laughs> happens. Uh, is that the last one on... That's the last Twitter one, but I also... We got an email from Steph. Steph email titled Stripper, Stripper Lily. 
And Steph says, I just feel like the writers write for the actors a lot, the inside jokes and giving the actors scripts they would enjoy playing seem to be a quality of the show. And I would say that's a quality of any good show. Like yeah. as, as it goes on, yeah. the writers and the actors should come to know one another better. And, and, and I think that's great. Uh, she says perhaps stripper Lily is because Allison Hannigan didn't feel sexy last season because mm-hmm. she was uh, with child. So maybe she wanted to, yeah, she was yeah. covered up in all those God awful blouses. <laughs> yeah. Or standing behind a rack of basketballs. Yeah. Uh, Barney is obviously a complete 180 from NPH. I don't know if he is a complete 180. I mean, he's a 180 in the sense that NPH doesn't like women. But uh, I do think he might have a little bit of Barney in him in, in yeah, other ways. Yeah, just like kind of ego-driven. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and she says, I would love to hear convos about the mustachioed lawyer. Again, Juan J. Dominguez, Accidentes. Yeah. Uh, and Jason Siegel. Uh, oh, and then we uh, we asked about disordered eating. She says, my relationship with food, I have found not eating after lunch is the best thing for me. Hmm. I would rip someone's fucking head off. I yeah. get I get hangry. I don't like that about myself. Yeah. But I do get But that's like grumpy when fa- I'm hungry. fasting and yeah. you could train your body to do that. A lot of people love it, swear yeah. by it. It's yeah. not for me. Yeah. I, I don't like it about myself how cranky I get when I'm hungry. Yeah. You're like Robin. I am a Robin, yeah. Uh, and then she says, I wish I were the kind of person who takes the time for candles during a bath. Maybe this will be my new thing. I'll give it a shot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so thanks, Steph. And also, I've been enjoying uh, following your trip to France on Instagram. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, she's having a great time in, in France. And uh, she's probably back by now by the time she's hearing this. But um, Paris? Uh, Paris, but also she went to... Um, well, I guess it used to be called Euro Disney, and now I think it's called Disneyland Paris, but yeah. it's outside of Paris. Yeah. She went to Disneyland because um, she's a proud Disney adult. I know I've made fun of Disney adults, but yeah. good for her for yeah. being uh, proud to be a Own Disney it. adult. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it was funny because she posted a picture of the exact same. You saw the dragon that caught on fire at Disney, like yeah, yeah, yeah. At Disneyland. I don't know original, yeah. <laughs> original recipe yeah. Disneyland plane. That's a joke. Uh, Danielle Koenig, you know her? Um, She uh, was talking about Law & Order, and she referred to uh, the original Law & Order as Law & Order Plane, and I always think about that now. So uh, at Disneyland Plane, the um, uh, animatronic dragon caught on fire, and it looked like, luckily no one was hurt, because it looks fucking awesome. It's so cool. Uh, But she posted a video of the dragon in uh, Euro Disney, which it's not called, uh, and it was totally not on fire. Um, I wonder if Steph has been to um, Tokyo Disney. Isn't that one supposed to be spectacular? Maybe. I don't know. Steph, let us know. Okay. That's our correspondence. Let's move on to my favorite segment to introduce. It's called, How Were We Doing? This is where we look at what was happening in the world on the days these episodes aired. So season five, episode three of Friends, uh, the 100th, Aired on Thursday, October 8th, 1998. As far as what happened that day, the House of Representatives authorizes an impeachment inquiry into President Bill Clinton. So I remember wow. this whole saga. Yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I feel like I wasn't paying that much attention, but maybe I was still watching Saturday Night Live every once in a while mm-hmm. at that age. I don't really remember, but I definitely remember all of this. And... Uh, so this is just authorizing the, the inquiry. He wasn't impeached yet, but um, I remember my, 
I had a teacher who in a U.S. government class, um, his name I don't remember for some reason, but he was like a punk and ska guy. We used to see him at shows or see him at record, the record store. It was always like a little weird. Yeah. Um, but he, uh, the day that Bill Clinton was impeached, there were only two newspapers in the country that even led with that as their like top story of the day. Hmm. And the St. Louis Post-Dispatch was one of them. I remember this teacher, whose name I've forgotten, saying that it was uh, an embarrassment <laughs> that, that, that it said impeached. Like, it was a big deal because it, like, kind of was so it's such a foregone conclusion at that point and so yeah. clearly, like, uh, you know, punitive or, or, like, I don't know. I don't, don't want to say witch hunty because that's uh, Trump's term now. Yeah. But anyway, uh, well, do you have any memories of the Bill Clinton impeachment trial? Um, no, but it's, I mean, yes, I have memories of it. Like, it's all anyone talked about. And I felt like I didn't even care. And I also, like, I mean, there was, like, so much hate um, for Monica Lewinsky. And she was was just such a joke. And just, like, the way the media portrayed it. Like, she was, I, I mean, I'm not saying that, like, anything that anyone did was right, but, like, there was a total, like, power control dynamic. She was, like, a young, like early, early it, 20s. Like, she was very, very young. And yeah. that isn't to say, you know, she wasn't willingly, you know, engaged in activities with with Bill Clinton, but I feel like the way that she was just made fun of relentlessly by every media outlet. Yeah, it's crazy to think how the conversation has changed. Like, so much of the the left at the time of this yeah. was saying a person's sex life doesn't have anything to do with their governance. It's not what we voted them for. This is all none of our business. And it's weird to think that how little the shocking abuse of power was not talked about at the time right. if, if the same thing happened now that would be such a huge part of the conversation of, of like the abuse of power but this was just shown as like hey clinton's doing he's got you know he's, he's got his uh, side pursuits that's none of our business i mean yeah well like trump assaulted dozens and dozens of women and no one cared enough no well, he's on trial I mean, civic yeah. trial but he's on trial yeah. for rape right now yeah uh all right Let's move from that into top five songs in the U.S. on this day. At number five, Edwin McCain, I'll Be. I'll yeah. Be. I don't sing the songs I don't like, uh, which means I'm not going to be singing a lot of these. Uh, number four, Jennifer Page's Crush. I guess it's that's just, just a little crush. That's not a bad song. Uh, at number three, I have to admit I do like... I don't want to miss a thing. I don't want to close my eyes. I don't want to fall asleep because I miss you, baby. And I don't. Uh, don't wait, there was that joke about. Uh, wait, did you tell me the joke about um, that song being used? That was our listener. Oh, okay. Point, uh, okay. Yohani pointed that out yeah. on the last episode. Yeah. yeah. That made me. Uh, <laughs> LOL. LOL. Um, that's how I saw uh, Steven Tyler once. I was in Beverly Hills, and I was cutting through the little, like, park area between uh, Beverly Drive and Canyon Drive uh, in between the, like, hotels. And there used to be a restaurant there called Bouchon, 
that was like a great celebrity spotting place. I saw like uh, Kim Dickens there and some other people. But yeah, I saw Steven Tyler there and it was like it was like you'd imagine. He had so many scarves. Yeah. <laughs> He's just sitting on the patio like having brunch or whatever, a wash in scarves. Yeah. Uh, um, speaking of, um, do you remember one Halloween where I was Steven Tyler? Yeah. And, and you were... Sammy Hagar. Sammy Hagar. Yeah. Um, and that was like a last minute, but we, like, I think we put it together. We, I think we nailed it. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Um, number two, Bare Naked Ladies. You know the song. It's Bam. It's Bam. <laughs> Do you think anyone whose name is Ben has ever had, like, an outgoing voicemail that's just, It's, it's Ben. ben. <laughs> Maybe Ross's son will grow yeah. up to use that. Uh, number one, Monica, The First Night. Uh, I, remember, I like Monica. I don't know that song. Or I don't remember it. Maybe if maybe if you home a few bars. All right. Um, season five, episode three of How I Met Your Mother, Robin 101, aired on Monday, October 5th, 2009. And um, what happened? The 2009 Nobel Prize in Medicine was awarded to Elizabeth H. Blackburn and Carol W. Greider for discovering how chromosomes can be protected by telomeres and the enzyme telomerase. 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 I don't know. So, good good for them. Yeah. Barack Obama, President of the United States, thanks for the clarification, <laughs> delays meeting with Dalai Lama until after his visit to China, so as not to piss off the Chinese, I guess. Hmm. Interesting. So that's, yeah, I mean, that's, we're still dealing with that too, like trying not to piss off the Chinese government. Um, top five songs in the U.S. on this day. At number five, Jason Derulo, What You Say. Mm-mm, I don't know it. Uh, neither do I. But I know I can never <laughs> uh, not think about how someone pointed out that the months. January, no, the months July through November, the first letter of each spells out the name Jason. Oh, that's weird. July, August, September, October, November. <laughs> and now I think about that anytime I see the name Jason. Wow. Uh, at number four, Jay-Z, Run This Town. At number three, Miley Cyrus. I love Miley Cyrus. I don't like partying in the USA. It's it's embarrassing. It's annoying. Yeah, I think it's fun. Okay. The Jay-Z song was on. I like the part when she talks about seeing the Hollywood sign because I have... Okay, let me tell this story, actually. I moved to Los Angeles from Chicago with a U-Haul with only one stop planned in Albuquerque. And that was all we could afford was to stay one night in Albuquerque at a discount. Um, And we had so many problems with the U-Haul that we barely got to sleep. It was 20 hours each day. Mm. So by the time I got to Los Angeles... The sun was coming up. I had left the night. It had been 20 hours. I left the previous one. The sun was coming up. And my girlfriend, whom, whom I moved out, without whom I moved out here, she had uh, promised, because we were staying with a friend, and that friend was in the middle of getting her, she's a, uh, a hairdresser, but you had to get licensed in California. And she had also just moved here. And so uh, she was like, if you're going to stay with me, I need someone for my test to be my model. So mm-hmm. I can cut my hair. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, my ex-girlfriend had agreed to do that with the thinking we'd be in town the night before and she'd get a good night's sleep. Mm-hmm. But she had to go first thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I dropped her off at her friend's apartment mm-hmm. and then drove to the U-Haul place 
to turn in the U-Haul, but it wasn't open yet. I had to sit in the car and listen to Howard Stern talking about Hurricane Katrina because that would have oh. just that had just happened. Yeah. Wait for the place to open. And this is on no sleep. Yeah. And then uh, once it opened, I had to unload the entire U-Haul into we had a storage unit because we didn't have an apartment yet. So we had a storage unit and I had to unload the entire U-Haul by myself. There's there's a bunch of day laborers standing in the parking lot, but I came here with thirty five dollars in my pocket nice. and one more paycheck coming to me for my last week of, of work. Gosh. I could not pay anyone. They're just standing there and I'm like, I wish I could help you. I did get one U Haul guy employee to break the rules, make sure no one's looking to break the rules and help me with a couch. It was the only thing that I couldn't do myself, wow. you know, yeah. uh, to get a couch into the storage unit. So anyway, this is all to say like I'm up twenty four hours at this point dead tired from driving and from moving an entire one bedroom apartment into a storage unit and i'm so dead tired and i finally turn in the car or the the u-haul and i had my car on a trailer so finally i get in my car and i'm driving to our friend's apartment that we're staying with and i'm driving from uh like silver lake which is the the it was the u-haul that's like uh on fletcher by mm -hmm. like rick's drive-in and stuff like that um so driving from Silver Lake into Hollywood, I get on the 101 and I actually see the Hollywood sign. And it was this like surreal, beautiful moment of be me being like, oh, I live here now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's so I do think of that every time I hear Party in the USA when she talks about seeing the Hollywood sign from the taxi. That's a beautiful L.A. story. OK. Uh, and number two, Jay Sean's down. And at number one, the Black Eyed Peas. Uh, I, I have a feeling. <laughs> It's not I have a feeling. It's yeah. I I gotta. Yeah, I'm sure you love that. Um, I hate it all. Yeah. All right. Uh, final segment is challenge accepted. This is where we try to predict what's going to happen next week on the show. Each show uh, armed only with knowledge of the episode title. First, let's see how we did last week. Uh, Natalie killed it. I killed Nat it. Sorry, Natalie killed it. Yeah. Uh, I said Monica and Chandler are no longer able to keep their dirty dalliances under wrap, but the news is eclipsed by the arrival of Phoebe's brother's triplets. So, so I feel like kind of got it. No, because they're not. They're still trying to keep it under wraps. Mm -hmm. This is the second episode in a row that I have predicted that the gang is going to find out about Monica and Chandler, and they're yeah. really stretching it out. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't get it. You said, Professor. Professor Professor Ted teaches a class to a student body of one, namely Barney, on the ins and outs <laughs> of dating Robin. Yeah. You've killed it. Yeah. So you're ahead two to nothing this this season so far. Wow. You're undefeated. Yeah. You're literally two for two. Yeah. Two and oh. Two for. Two for two. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'll look up what the next episode's titles are, but I'm going to need you to vamp for a second. <gasps> okay. Salmon Rub Seasoning Blend. Cruciferous Crunch Collection. Did you say salmon? Yeah. <laughs> Organic Apricot Preserves. Turkey Bacon. Chicken Sausage Breakfast Burrito. Raw Almonds. Okay. Season four, season five, episode four of Friends is called the one where Phoebe hates PBS. The one where Phoebe hates PBS. Um, okay. Um, I, I'm going to say 
Um, a postpartum Phoebes with no babes to care for mm -hmm. uh, invests... No, I just wrote incests. <laughs> In keeping with friends, right? Yeah. Invests her energy into a telephone feud feud with a PBS telethon. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. You can see that happening, right? Yeah, and also, you know, another stolen from Seinfeld moment. <laughs> Wait, what is stolen from Seinfeld? Um, there was the that telethon episode. Um, Kramer's like uh, like in the studio. Yeah. yeah. But then uh, Jerry's Nana tries to donate too much money and Uncle Leo's like she's on a fixed yeah. income. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz all those checks that she's written to Jerry, he never cashes and then he finally does. And she overdraws. Kramer convinces um convinces him that this is like a gift. Yeah. Yeah. Um and then yeah, she has to go down to the bank and Oh dear. Yeah. There's the tough guy. Yeah. He's like, "What are you looking for?" He's like, "She's like, I'm looking for what and, and he's like, Oh, actually, this branch right, closed. Yeah. You make, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Season five, episode four of How I Met Your Mother is called The Sexless Innkeeper. Okay. Um, can you tell me? I'm not going to give you any hints. You're already kicking my ass. What month are we in and this show's um We're in October. Airing? October. Okay. October of 2009. Okay. So... I think this is going to be a um, a field trip, and they're going to go to like a haunted mansion on a trip, and the innkeeper is uh, creepy and sexless. Is it a spooky episode? Can we say it's a Halloween episode? I'm not telling you anything. Yeah. Is it around Halloween? <laughs> I have no okay motivation to give you any but clues. That's just You're like beating me, me being senseless. dumb, not knowing when. You know yes. when Halloween is? No. <laughs> All right. Well, you know from how were we doing that the last episode aired on October 5th oh, of 2009. Okay. So it wouldn't be the Halloween episode. I don't know. Maybe they took a few weeks off. I'm not helping you. Okay. So, yeah, I'm going to stick with my, yeah, there's going to be a creepy innkeeper. Um, They're going to go on a trip, and there's going to be a creepy innkeeper. Okay. Uh, the gang take a trip and get spied upon get spooked out yeah by a creepy incel okay oh, i was gonna say a creepy androgynous but then in parentheses not that androgyny is creepy this person just happens to be both right sure innkeeper well i don't want to sound like i'm saying that like yeah. oh like i can't tell if that's a man or a woman yeah Ooh, weird yeah. no this is just an andro androgynous creep okay is that what you were saying when you said sexless um i was thinking more like 
the innkeeper was like spying on oh. their sex lives. So sexless in the sense. But I guess I understand like kind of like a Frankenfurter type character. Yeah, but that's not what you meant. So that's not I, what I, meant. I misunderstood what you meant. No, I meant like he's like. I'm, I'm assuming. That's why you said incel before. I was so in deep into writing my like apologia for making sure that androgynous yeah. people don't think we're calling yeah, them creepy. But I was confused by that because it was more <laughs> yeah. like there are like eyes behind the paintings and he's spying on everyone's like sexcapades in their rooms. Um, okay. The gangster take a trip and get spooked out by a creepy incel innkeeper. In keeper. Is that it? That's it. Okay. All right. I'm glad that's you, a great guess. We're gonna level this playing field. Yeah, I'm no, I'm glad you cleared that up because yeah. I did feel bad about the implication that yeah. an androgynous person was creepy. But I also can totally buy how I met your mother yes. at this time yes. saying, like, yeah. oh I can't tell if that's a man or a woman. What yeah. a creep. Yeah. I could I buy that they would do that. Totally. All right. Well Oops. I'm sorry. I think you're fine. <laughs> uh, that's it then. Um we did it. We recapped everything. You can find this podcast wherever you found it. You already did that. Good for you. You know how to do that. But you can also contact us by uh, sending us an email at the one where I met your mother at gmail.com. You can also leave. There's a post for every episode at battleshippretension.com, which is also where you can find my other podcast, Battleship Pretension, and find out how to help my uh, longtime friend, Tyler, who's uh, undergoing serious medical issues. There's a GoFundMe pinned to the top of the homepage there at battleshippretension.com. And if you want, like a lot of people do, you can tweet at me at Davey Pretension. So do that. Um, Oh, we don't have any calls to action. uh, Oh, yeah, we do have a call. We have one. Okay. uh, Which is, if you're a Canadian... Um, how do you right. feel about the Robin stereotypes? I feel um, like generally the Canadians that I have known have had a very good sense of humor about Canada jokes. Yes, yes. Um, I think because they secretly know that Canada is like an awesome place, and like yeah. they're not going to let it like bother them because yeah. Canada rules. Yeah, um, we can ask if anyone has um, interesting hospital stories. Okay. Yeah. Or classroom stories. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Also, if you want to see David and I dressed as uh, uh, Stephen Tyler and Sammy Hagar. Oh, you have, a, you have pictures? We do, yeah. Yeah. So the first correspondence <laughs> will be gifted a photo if they so choose. It, yeah, yeah, you have to ask me for it you or else I'm going to forget. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, where do you want people to find you, Natalie? No, I don't. Um, but if you like this episode, you should rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your mothers, um, correspond with us. And then until next time, you might see us in the Bermuda Triangle. Ooh.